find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Welcome to my episode of Speak of the Devil. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have my Pop-Tart, big old glass <laughs> of ice water. I'm just going to sit back and relax. Well, I'm glad because I've prepared a lecture for you. Is there anything you want to say before I start? I just think that you should tell the story of how you were so positive I had never seen this movie. I just, I don't know. I just didn't think you ever really had. (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing. You live under a rock. I have (laughs) seen many movies. Yeah. That's like my family's love language is watching movies. Well, I just, I mean, I had never even heard of this before. Really? No, never in my life. This had, this had never crossed my desk. Wow. So I, so here's, here's what happened though. I put out a call on Instagram. A call to action. A call to action because what I wanted to do, and this ended up going in kind of a different direction, I think, but what I wanted to do was do just like a really bad movie mm-hmm. like comically bad mm-hmm. um and i got some recommendations that i actually in theory probably should have gone with but i had never heard of this movie before and so i looked it up and the minute i read the Summary. description i was like immediately yes immediately yes i'm watching this movie and it but then i did more research and it turns out it's like a cult classic like this mm-hmm. is just <clears throat> like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I told you, the so the runners up for the movies that I was going to watch were Lamageddon, Killer Sofa, Zombievers, and I don't know, something about, tr- something about a troll, like troll, troll. And you chose to like pick the cult classic Donnie Darko. Yeah, and it turned out to not be so bad mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't hate it i i did think it was very confusing who recommended this movie so this was put them on blast this was recommended by instagram user in the creepy wood so i'm sorry oh, if you get bullied man. after this i'm sorry if you get bullied for this um yeah i mean listen we're all entitled to our opinions to it's be fine completely honest with you when you had told me that this is what you wanted to do another you know you do the research, you watch the movie, and then you just kind of walk me through it. Mm-hmm. I, from the get-go, was like anticipating movies that you had listed or like a zombie tidal wave or something. Yeah. And that's what I had like in my mind was going to happen. But I have also seen a lot of terrible movies like that. Yeah. So that's why I had told you from the beginning, I was like, once you pick a movie... Tell me what it is so then I can tell you if I've seen it or not. And yeah, you were know, but- so confidently wrong <laughs> in the fact that you were so sure that I had never seen Donnie Darko before. And I had this feeling in my head. I was like, I have 
probably seen whatever movie she's picked. There's so many bad horror movies I have not seen. And knowing Kayla, she has picked the one that I have seen. And not only have you picked the movie that I have seen, you picked probably the best movie on that list. Probably. I mean, yeah, on that list, probably the best movie. Yeah. Um, but, but it's also not a bad movie on its own. No, it's it's not bad, but it's not... It's just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, which I guess is fine. I, I the vibe I was I was thinking of was horror comedy. I think, mm-hmm. um, but it's fine. We'll do that next time. I already did okay. all the research. We're not turning back now. Yeah. So um, this, so yeah, we're doing Donnie Darko. You are kind of familiar because you said you've seen it, but you're not. I've only seen it once. Um, all the way through, I've only seen it once, and it was a very long time ago. Okay. And I also, I first, I think I watched it for a creative writing class for some reason. That's weird. Yeah, I think it was one of those days where, like, the teacher, like, just, my professor just didn't want to teach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she put on Donnie Darko. Um, yeah. At least that's what I remember. And so I also wasn't really paying that much attention to it because I was in school. So. Yeah. Well, I, I had, I Googled it, obviously. Um and it's, yeah, it's fully a cult classic. It's what, like, people have tattoos of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. So that's fun for them. Um, okay, so here's the here's the premise. This is the premise that Amazon video gives. Okay. Donnie is a troubled high school student in therapy, prone to sleepwalking, and in possession of an imaginary friend, a six-foot rabbit named Frank who tells him the world is going to end in 28 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, and 12 seconds. Mm-hmm. This is the most chaotic cast I could have possibly dreamed up. I just know Jake Gyllenhaal's in it, and I don't remember anyone else. So I'll read you. This is not the cast. Is Chris order. Pratt in it? No. Oh, I thought he was for a second. This is the ca- so I'll, I'll I'm gonna read off the cast. This is just the the order that yeah. Google introduced them in. It's not an order of importance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore, mm. Maggie Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. Jenna Malone, mm-hmm. Seth Rogen, mm. Patrick Swayze. Yeah, that was just and those are just the there's more people in it, but that those were just the people that Maggie plays his actual sister, right? No, Maggie plays his mom. Maggie Gyllenhaal plays Jake Gyllenhaal's mom? Maggie Gyllenhaal is Jake Gyllenhaal's mom. Isn't she? That's his sister. I don't think so. I left my scarf at your sister's house. Sister is Maggie Gyllenhaal. Wait, then maybe she does play his sister. She had to have played his sister. They cast her as his mom? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. One of us is very boldly wrong, and I think it's... I'm starting to think it's me. I think it's you, though. Uh, Maggie plays Elizabeth... Maggie. Elizabeth Darko, who is the... No, you're right. Yeah, she plays a sister. Oh, okay. Thank God. Yeah. I was like, what a strange choice. And so is Drew Barrymore. But his whole family is famous. Yeah. Who's Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore is the English teacher who really mm. has very little importance in, in yeah. this. I don't know why she's there, to be quite honest. 
I don't know. There were, yeah. So, I mean, there were a lot of things I didn't really get in this movie. And I just know the minute this episode comes out, someone's going to slide into our DMs and be like, you didn't, you didn't get it. I can, I can talk you through it. And I, I. We don't I, want anyone to fucking mansplain this movie. I don't want we to don't be care. mansplained. I, I don't, don't care. care. I don't care. If you're going to mansplain this movie to me, I don't care. Anyone um, that reaches out to us who is like, <laughs> I'd love to talk you through this movie X, Y, and Z. I don't care. <laughs> we already did it. The episode is out. I no longer give a shit. Well, it's not it's not even that. It's like the thing of like it's it's the boldness of like I can help you understand this movie. Like no, first of all you can't because I'm dumb. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I don't care. I don't. So, okay, so the budget was 4.5 million. Would you like to take a guess at how much this movie earned in the box office? Mm. It was 4.5 million, you said? Yeah. Is this to date? I I don't know. It this is just box office. I don't know what mm. I don't know. I'm going to say When was it released? 2001. 7.2 million. <laughs> You're pretty close. 7. Am I? 7.5. Heck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm good at this. Um, okay, are you ready to begin? Let's let's go on this. Let's go I down the rabbit hole. I'm so ex- <laughs> good one. I'm so excited to walk you through this and be completely wrong about everything. What do you mean? I just I just know I'm gonna be wrong about everything, and I know yeah. that there's gonna I just know there's gonna be a Donnie Darko fan who's gonna listen to this and is gonna cry internally, and I feel because I feel that like you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I feel like if someone else watched Creep for the first time and explained it poorly, I would kill myself. So I yeah. get it. I I really do get it. Um, so I really if you're like a big Donnie Darko fan, I really really apologize for what is about to happen. Okay, so the movie opens up on Jake Gyllenhaal just laying in the middle of a road, seemingly having having fallen off his bike. We see it sort of like to the side. He's either like, he's, so he's like sleeping in the middle of the road. So he's either fallen off his bike or maybe just kind of like ditched it and then like fallen mm-hmm. on the ground. It seems to be early morning, but like early, early morning, like 4 or 5 a.m. maybe. Like, the sun is just barely, barely starting to peek out. Okay. Um, and he sits up, and then he stands, and he kind of looks around. It, we're sort of on a ridge, so I don't know if this makes any sense, but it would sort of be kind of like a mountain road mm-hmm. and then overlooking, like, a valley. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the title screen comes up, and it's like, Donnie Darko. And it's like, yay. Yay. And then uh, and then we see Jake Gyllenhaal now biking down the road in his pajamas. He bikes into a suburban neighborhood. And you immediately know it's the 80s because there's these two women with their hair up in these big, big perms in mm-hmm. those brightly colored track suits, like doing that doing walk. Power you know? Yeah, doing their power walking. Um, and the neighbors are just doing things that i imagine people did in the 80s like taking care of their lawns and Mm -hmm. you know very stereotypical suburban life yeah white suburban neighborhood Mm -hmm. so he rides up to a house and he walks in this is his house um in the backyard of this house is his mother reading a stephen king novel Mm -hmm. and his younger sister whose name is samantha we will come to learn bouncing on a trampoline Mm -hmm. and you see him go into the refrigerator and they have a whiteboard on the refrigerator kind of like we have our little board where we write out our grocery list Mm -hmm. 
And it says, where is Donnie on the board? Mm-hmm. And then we just see the family sitting around the dinner table. They're chatting about normal things. And Jake Gyllenhaal is kind of a dick immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn that he's in therapy and he's on medication. And his sister kind of is like, when are you going to tell mom that you stopped taking your medication? And they kind of like have a back and forth argument. They, mm-hmm. they kind of argue a little bit. So later that night, his mom um, goes into Jake's room and is like, did you toilet paper the neighbor's house? And he's like, no. And they argue. He calls her a bitch. He's just like a moody asshole teenager. Yeah. And then we do see him take his meds that night. Lovely. Good for you, Donnie. So during the night, Jake Gyllenhaal's dad wakes up and is watching TV. We see a grandfather clock strike midnight. And we see that it is October 2nd, 1988. It is? Yeah, it pops up on the screen. So that's our day and time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we see Jake get up out of bed, starts to sleepwalk. It's obvious that he's sleepwalking. Mm. Um, he hears a voice of someone telling him that he's been watching him, and he kind of seems to follow the voice. And as he, he walks through the house, the voice tells him to come closer. He walks out of the house and into the front yard. And he sees in front of him this very, very dark figure of this very tall rabbit but like a dis- bunny uh, yeah but like a disturbing rabbit it mm. would be like if the easter bunny yeah was i know like he looks run like. over by multiple trucks yeah um and it's just kind of the silhouette of him you don't i, I don't know or at least i will say the mo- <laughs> I, I have a hard time i i i i'm i i have a difficult time seeing uh-huh. um just in general yeah, it's a very darkly lit movie. and it is a very darkly lit movie and mm-hmm. i don't know if it's just a, i don't know if everyone has this problem or if it's like a me thing because i have very very poor eyesight even with my contacts and glasses i still have trouble so i don't know if it's just a me thing i have a really hard time with darkly lit movies no it's yeah, yeah. there's <laughs> there was there's several episodes of like tv shows like there's one episode of game of thrones that's <laughs> like, just for whatever happening? reason it's like the entire episode is just <laughs> yeah. so darkly lit and i remember being on twitter afterwards and people were like so does anyone know what fucking happened <laughs> yeah. in that episode because i couldn't see a goddamn thing yeah so. i feel like that was very popular you have to like turn up the gamma on your tv in order to see anything no i feel like in the 2000s that was very popular i remember a lot of movies and tv shows just like just like having a hard time seeing them well especially horror movies just like i feel like some horror movies like with the lighting it's just so difficult because they want it to be dark and spooky but then they sacrifice being able to actually see stuff right and it's like you can there's ways that you can do it to where we can see something please yeah well and i don't even like i'm sure the way it was intended to be watched obviously was like in a theater or in the dark and that i think would be a lot cooler Mm -hmm. i will also say this part of the movie scared the shit out of me because the voice was very like just a creepy voice and then there was also some like buzzing going on in the background and i think that was a sound choice of the Mm -hmm. movie i don't think that was like an accident i think Mm -hmm. that was like a choice they made um and it scared me i had to pause the tv because i thought something was going on (laughs) in the house anyways um so yeah so he sees this silhouette of this this 
very disturbing rabbit who tells him this delightful piece of information that the world will end in 28 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, and 12 seconds. And Jake asks why and gets this big creepy grin on his face. He goes like, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know Jake Gyllenhaal's face in this movie is quite, it's a, it's a, it should have been credited as its own actor. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so Jake's dad has fallen asleep on the couch. We see that the TV has kind of gone static. You remember back in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, there are kids, there used to be static on the TV. <laughs> when mm-hmm. the, do you, I don't know, do you remember like, it was, it was on like videotapes, but also sometimes when the TV channels would go off and yeah. you just get that static. Well, all that happens now because we have Hulu live TV. So the only thing that happens that is now true. is it'll just pop up and says like, Hulu, this channel is no yeah. longer being broadcast or <laughs> but something. Back in the day, it we had static. I remember you'd wake up in the middle of the night. It'd be like 3 a.m. and it'd be like. I'd wake up a lot to George Lopez. Yeah. Yeah. My. Brand. I would wake up all the time to the um like the best love songs of the nineties compilation, yeah. like the really long infomercials. Mm-hmm. Um anyways, so yeah, so there's static on the TV. His sister comes, so Maggie Gyllenhaal comes into the house and she kind of shuts the door behind her. Mm-hmm. It looks like she has snuck out and she's just getting back into the house. Um, or I don't actually know if that's ever explained, but that was what I took from it. So mm-hmm. I really apologize if that's just completely wrong. Um, all of a sudden, there's this huge crash. So you see the the chandelier, and then you see it just start to shake and, like, bang and crash. And then all of a sudden, like, things are flying. There's debris flying. There's, like, bookshelves are falling over. Uh, you see his their mom wake up, and it's oh, there's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And everyone's reacting to it? Yeah, and everyone's reacting to it. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I thought it was an earthquake, but it's way too big to be an earthquake. It's like an earthquake times 10. Mm-hmm. And then it's the next morning. So Jake Gyllenhaal wakes up on a golf course in the neighborhood. There's some, um, there's some like neighborhood dads kind of standing over him. I-, I think one of them does come back later as another character, but I'm not, I'm not 100% confident on that, so I'm not going to say it because mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter that much. But he's, uh, Jake, Jake has a Sharpie in his hand, and he has that 28 days, 6, 42, 12 written on his arm mm-hmm. in, in the Sharpie or the marker. Yeah. He walks back home and he finds that his house is all closed off by police. There's ambulances in front. Um, Jake is like, this is my house. And the police are like, you can't go in there. And he's like, this is my house. And then he just pushes past them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he, he finds his family. He learns that a jet engine has crashed into his bedroom. Mm-hmm. So in other words, he was kind of saved by, by this yeah. by this bunny Divine character. intervention. Right. Um, do you remember the ending of this, or will this still be like a? Um, I remember he laughs. Okay, but do you do you remember what happens as a result of the jet engine crashing and all of this? What well, I vaguely remember is it's like a weird timey wimey like parallel universe, uh, like divine intervention type deal. 
Okay, okay. So, like, but you- I think it's the at the end, that's when the plane crash happens or something like that. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, kind of, yeah. Um, I was just wondering how much you knew. So the FAA comes and talks to them. And uh, Jake's sister, Maggie Gyllenhaal, her character name is Elizabeth, um, mm-hmm. tells him that they have no idea where it came from. So they don't know the origin just of, like of the engine. Just like fell from Just fell from the sky. Nowadays, there would be there would be a Netflix documentary immediately. I just tangent. Yeah, I just watched this whole like video. It was on TikTok, so I mean, take it with a grain of salt. But about the submarine that went missing, like the Ocean Gate submarine. Oh, the one that just happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, is there another one that went missing? Oh, I don't know. Probably. Um. And how pretty much, like, everything leading up to, like, once they lost communication. Mm -hmm. And they were saying, like, one of the interesting things that I had found out was that, like, they pretty much from the very beginning, everyone knew that it had imploded. Oh, yeah. But they were acting as if they it turned into this whole media, like, thing of, like, they only have this much amount of oxygen left. But everyone that was important already knew they were dead and it was imploded. I mean, and I, they kind still, thought, I kind of thought everyone knew that. Though. I don't, I don't know. They were making it seem like there was still this huge possibility that they could be alive. And they were searching for them and using all of these things. I don't know. I feel like I had seen a lot of scientists, or at least people acting like scientists on TikTok, being like, they're dead. Like, it imploded. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but anyways, the, the family goes to stay at a Holiday Inn. It's an old-timey Holiday Inn. Do you remember when it when they the Holiday Inn used to have the, like, the cursive letter writing on mm-hmm. the... Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're, it's like a big news story. They're all watching about it on the news and stuff. And um, <clears throat> the kids go to school. So Drew Barrymore is the English teacher. She's kind of weird. Heck yeah, she is. Yeah, she's kind of weird. Um, she tells a new girl to the class to sit next to the boy that she thinks is the cutest, mm-hmm. which would immediately be some kind of sexual harassment charge in the year 2023. But I guess in 1988, that was okay. Does she say it seriously or is she like kind of just no, like joking around? She says it seriously. Oh. She's like, sit next to the boy you think is the cutest. So uh, this girl is named Gretchen, the new girl. Gretchen. So she sits next to Donnie, <laughs> forcing another girl out of her seat. <laughs> Hell yeah. So another girl's already Shoot sitting there. Shoot your shot. No, but here's the best part. Drew Barrymore is the one who forces her out of the seat. She's like, get up. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, so later, uh, Jake's dad is driving him to therapy. They're talking about how they still don't know where the engine came from. It might take like a week to fix the roof. Um, and they're not allowed to talk about it. A week to fix the roof? Yeah, it's going to take way longer than that. Mm-hmm. But um, and they're not allowed to talk about it. So they've mm-hmm. like signed some papers or something like that saying that they're like, they're not supposed to talk about uh, Jake is like, they're not supposed to talk about, we're not supposed to talk about what we don't know. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, yeah, they, they don't know shit. It just yeah. crashed into their fucking house. What yeah, are they going to tell still, them? They still don't know where it came from. Yeah. Do they ever mention why Donnie goes to therapy? Is it just because he's, like, well, it, an angsty teen? Uh, No, or, like, I mean, the he has emotional. Yeah, yeah, they'll get into that. Okay. So, as they're having this conversation, uh, he his dad almost 
hits this old lady who's standing in the middle of the street and Jake yells at him to stop um and she is very disheveled she looks like a million years old she's got like you know kind of like tad or like maybe not tattered but older clothes but her hair is sticking up and for a second from the back she almost has a rabbit-esque type of like you it it almost looks like it could be at least to me for a second I was like is that the rabbit and I was like no it's not it's an old lady uh Jake gets out of the car and the old lady is looking in her mailbox and Jake is like no mail today huh and she whispers something in his ear and then goes back towards her house so now Jake is at therapy Donnie Jake Gyllenhaal is now at therapy Jake Gyllenhaal is at therapy, and he tells Dr. Thurman, his therapist, about Frank, his new friend, and what Frank told him, which was that the world is coming to an end, and he's kind of like, yeah, but I, I don't believe that. That It's stupid. Donnie doesn't? Yeah. Okay. Um, so then, we're, so now we're at school. There's a lot of cuts, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like, quick cuts. So we're at school. We, we're we're going to meet, um, or I don't know if we're meeting for the first time, but we're meeting significantly for the first time, the gym teacher. Mm-hmm. Her name is Kitty Farmer. She is played by, let me look up this woman's name because she's an absolute legend. I really love her. She is in, uh, she's in the office. She plays Dwight's babysitter. Oh. You uh-huh. know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is mm-hmm. her name? She's in so much. I, I know her as like her character's. Beth Grant. This woman is brilliant. I love her so much. She's in the Mindy Project. She's in, yeah, she's, she's, she's in everything in the world. Yeah. So she plays Kitty, Kitty Farmer. Um, she's the gym teacher and she's mm-hmm. also very active on the PTA, it would seem. Um, she's got a daughter who goes to the school. Actually, I don't know. Wikipedia said she's the gym teacher. We're going to we're going to go with that. Okay. But she's also very she's just very active as like a member of the school community and she's mm-hmm. she's very like family values um you know like Christian woman. Got it. So, um she is leading an after school activity which on the board in the back it's, it says I think it says the Young Christians Club or something like that. She's showing a group of students, including Jake Gyllenhaal, um, this kind of like old timey inspirational video about overcoming fear. You know, there's like old school motivational mm-hmm. videos. So it's it's taught by this man named Jim Cunningham on on controlling fear, on, which honestly, I could probably use watching that. Mm-hmm. Um. Jake wakes up again in the middle of the night to Frank's voice, and he sleepwalks around with this axe in his hand. It's unclear, to me at least, where he's gotten this axe from, and we see this sort of, like, vision that he has of him putting the axe into, like, into, like, a, like, a metal gate, almost, is Mm -hmm. what it looked like to me. Again, very darkly lit, so this could just be me. Could be anything. It could be anything. Um, okay, now it is October 6th, 24 days remaining. So the next day school is canceled because the school is flooded, as we find out. 
Um, we see the principal and some other school officials walking around, and they see an axe at the top of a statue of a dog. It looks like a, like a school mascot statue. Mm-hmm. And it's just wedged straight into his its head. And it looks like solid bronze. So they're like, how the hell did that happen? How did that get in there? And then there's also writing on the ground around the front of the statue that says, they made me do it. So Jake Gyllenhaal is now walking home from school because school is canceled. And on his way home, he runs into Gretchen, who's the new girl. Mm-hmm. And she's being kind of hassled by some other students. Um, they're like, I like your boobs. And she's like, leave me alone. And he's like, school is canceled. And she's is like, Gretchen Jenna Malone? Yes. Okay. Um, he's like, school is canceled today. And she's like, cool. Do you want to walk me home? And he does. Mm-hmm. So she tells him that her stepdad stabbed her mom four times in the chest, so they had to move and change their names. And Jake is like, sick, I have emotional problems because I went to jail once because I burned a house down. And she's like, okay, cool, well, I gotta go. Um, I have to write an essay on the most important invention of all time. And Jake is like, oh, that's easy, antiseptics, which I fully agree with. Very smart. Yeah, I can get behind that. Um, Jake asks her if she wants to go with him and she's like where and he's like just you know like going together like that's what we say here you know like going together and she's like okay sure and then she just goes home they're dating (laughs) they're dating now that's how we started dating (laughs) you want to go with me um um Dr. Thurman tries to hypnotize Jake to help him with his emotional problems. It does not work initially. Mm -hmm. Um, Meanwhile, the police are having each student individually write down on the chalkboard, they made me do it, to compare Mm -hmm. handwriting. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the bullies corners Jake in the bathroom and says that, he, they, the school officials think that the bully did it, but he thinks that Jake did it. He's all pissed. He, like, holds up a knife to his throat. It's, it's all very, Of course, because like, all very, bullies have knives. <laughs> a very, like, dramatic teenager. Um, so Jake later is with some of his friends out in a field shooting bottles. They have a riveting conversation about how Smurfs are, um, asexual. Mm-hmm whole thing they see that same old lady you remember her Mm -hmm. um they see her out checking the mailbox um they talk about her a little bit and it's very it's it's one of those very like um oh you know miss sparrow she's that old lady who like you know i i've talked about this a lot it's one of those moments that she's the one whose (laughs) husband just died in that fiery car accident don't you remember yeah it's the moment they do for people like me um as a favor Uh so her name's miss sparrow jake says she's 101 and she does the same thing 101 (laughs) she says she does the same thing every day going back and forth checking the mailbox she's like she has dementia she has no idea what's Mm -hmm. going on they call they nickname her grandma death lovely um yeah so that's really nice um, <clears throat> there's a PTA meeting where they clarify that they're investigating the cause of the flooding and that some students are suspects. Mm-hmm. So during this PTA meeting, Mrs. Farmer, mm-hmm. um, 
she's complaining that a book that the students are reading in English class taught by Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. ha- must have influenced someone to do this because it basically has a similar plot line of kids breaking into a house and flooding it. Um, meanwhile, while this P- seemingly while this PTA meeting is going on, Jake Gyllenhaal is continuing to hallucinate Frank. And Frank is telling him not to worry that he got away with it. And Jake starts to see Frank through this kind of like time warp thing. So this is where it gets harder to explain. But basically, Jake sort of like touches the air and it kind of like bounces back at him like a bubble mm-hmm. or like the or like the surface of water or something like that. So yeah. he's seeing Frank through this kind of time warp. So I think two things here, right? First of all, uh, Jake did it. Jake flooded the school. Yeah. Influenced by Frank. Mm-hmm. And second of all, Frank exists in some kind of time-space continuum. Alternate dimension. Yeah, he, he's, not, he's not just a hallucination. Hey, fellow truth seekers, I'm Justin. And I'm Brandy. And together, we'll be your guides on this spine-tingling journey through the unknown. We dive headfirst into the eerie realms of cryptids, from Bigfoot to Loch Ness Monster. And hold on tight, because we'll explore spine-chilling encounters with extraterrestrial beings and UFO sightings that will leave you questioning what's really out there. Beyond the Shadows is not your average paranormal podcast. Our goal is simple. To shed light on the shadows that haunt our world and confront the unexplained with an open mind. And for the skeptics, don't worry, we have something for you too. Our conspiracy theories will challenge your beliefs and make you question everything. So, if you're fascinated by the paranormal, yearn for chilling true crime stories, or crave the adrenaline rush of uncovering conspiracies, join us on this hair-raising adventure as we journey beyond the shadows. Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. So he asks Frank why he made him flood the school. And Frank says they're all in great danger. And he asks uh, Jake if he believes in time travel. But before he can answer, he's interrupted by his little sister, Samantha, who comes in and is like, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. She comes in and she's like, who are you talking to? And he's like, I'm just taking my medicine. So the anti-fear club is meeting again with mm-hmm. Mrs. Farmer. And she's teaching the kids about the spectrum of energy, which ranges from fear to love. So, like, negative to positive. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, listen, she's not wrong. Okay. It's true. Okay. But she has the kids do this exercise where they get different scenarios and they have to assign it to either fear or love. So, Mm -hmm. like, cheating on a test, you know, Mm -hmm. or um, I can't remember the other example that gets used, but... Jake, when it's his turn, argues with her and is Mm -hmm. like, it's not just black and white. There's a whole spectrum of human emotions. And she's like, "Um, well, if you don't do the assignment, you'll get a zero. Mm -hmm. Um, So then we jump cut to Mrs. Farmer in the principal's office with Jake and his parents. Mm -hmm. And she's like, he told me to forcibly insert the lifeline card into my anus. (laughs) 
So, nice. <laughs> so this, nice. this leads to Jake getting suspended from after-school activities for six months. Oh, bummer. And afterwards, Mrs. Farmer is talking to Jake's mom, and she's like, I just don't know what's going on with your son. Like, we learn at this point that their daughters, so Mrs. Farmer's daughter and Samantha, the younger sister, are on the dance team together. She's like, you know, I, I, your family, you know, like I've known your family for a long time because the, our daughters are on the dance team together. But I, I just kind of question. Donnie kid fucking. Sucks. Yeah, he's like, I, she's like, I just. She basically insinuates that she's questioning her parenting skills. Mm-hmm. Now it is October tenth. Twenty oh. days remain. Mm-hmm. Jake approaches his science teacher asking if he knows anything about time travel. And he gives him a book about time travel written by a former science teacher at the school. Guess who it is? Frank. That's not Frank. <laughs> Frank is a rabbit. I don't know. Maybe his name was Frank. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's the old lady. so she was a former science teacher at the school she and he's like yeah one day she just like up and left the church and wrote this book started teaching science at the school so she has written this book about time travel and the teacher gives it to jake he's like don't tell anyone i gave you this Mm -hmm. so that night jake is like showing the book to everyone at the family dinner look at what i got yeah um and he also tells dr thurman about everything that's happened so far in this string of events Mm -hmm. so remember how roberta the roberta sparrow the old lady Mm -hmm. had whispered in his ear yes he tells his therapist that she said that every living creature on earth dies alone which isn't untrue. Mm-hmm. But he says it reminded him of his childhood dog who went under the porch to die alone and that he feels like he's alone and it scares him. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Jake is kind of, we, we've, again, this is another cut, uh, jump cut. So Jake's kind of falling in and out of sleep on the couch while his dad and some of, like, the neighborhood friends are watching sports on the couch. And Jake starts to hallucinate this sort of, like, whirlpool coming out of his chest Mm -hmm. and his dad's chest and Samantha's chest. So kind of like a wormhole. Mm -hmm. But what starts to happen is he can see the path that people are traveling on through these wormholes so it it's like he's seeing where people are going to go before they go there Mm -hmm. so he gets up and he follows the wormhole uh, up his chest upstairs and into a bedroom i think his parents bedroom where he pulls a gun out of the closet okay october 18th 12 Mm -hmm. days to go Jake's parents at this point go in to have a conversation with Dr. Thurman, and she tells them that she thinks his behavior stems from an inability to cope with things he finds threatening. Okay. Um, His parents have never heard of Jake the Rabbit, or I'm sorry, Frank the Rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh His parents have never heard of Frank the Rabbit, and the doctor tells them that she thinks he's having daylight hallucinations as a result of schizophrenia. Okay. And she wants to continue to give him hypnotherapy and increase his meds. Um, meanwhile, we see shots of Jake pulling a knife out of a knife block and attempting to stab the weird time-space continuum that exists between him and Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Jake and Gretchen are also continuing to build their relationship during this through like kind of a series of jump cuts. We can see that they're having some like meaningful conversations together. Yeah. Um, they're having a they're having a teenage relationship. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Mrs. Farmer has booked Jim Cunningham, the motivational speaker that she's a big, big fan of, to speak at an assembly at school mm-hmm. about fear. Mm-hmm. Jim tells a story about a boy whose life was ruined by fear. His name was Frank. There's a Q&A portion, and Jake Gyllenhaal comes up to the mic, and he asks how much they're paying him to be there. He's mm-hmm. like, this is a bad advertisement for your book. I remember this part. <laughs> um, and Jim Cunningham is like, you are a prisoner of fear. You're a very troubled and confused young man. And <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal is like, actually, yeah, you're right, but I think you're the Antichrist. <laughs> Ah. Yeah. So so Jake is then escorted out. Yeah. Um <laughs> and he's so But he, also I'm so confused. Wasn't he banned from after school activities? Well, this is not an after school activity, it's an assembly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So afterwards, he's sitting in the same field where he was uh talking about Smurfs uh-huh. with his friends, uh-huh. but he's there with Gretchen now. And he te- he's telling Gretchen about the book and about the stuff he's seeing. He's like, I'm having visions. I'm, I'm seeing things and they line up with, with things that I'm reading about in some of the chapters of these books. Mm-hmm. He's also talking more to his science teacher about time travel. Jake talks about how time is predetermined. So in theory, you could see forward into that destiny and you could time travel within God's channel. That's what Donnie's saying? Yeah. So so he's saying, based on what he's reading in the books, and based off of, I'm assuming, his some experience. of his visions, including this wormhole, he's saying that, in theory, you could time travel as long as it's within what is predetermined with God's plan. Got it. And the teacher's like, um, I can't continue this conversation. Yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal's like, why? And he's like, I could lose my job. Mm-hmm. So... While walking to school, or from school, I don't really know, he finds Jim Cunningham's wallet with his driver's license. Nice. So now he knows where he lives. Mm-hmm. And Jake has this idea now about the wormholes coming out of his chest, and he talks with Dr. Thurman, and he tells him about how he followed it into his parents' bedroom, but he says he didn't find anything at the end of the path, which is not true. He found a gun. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's where we have a fun little crossover from one of our previous episodes because Jake and, and Gretchen go to see Evil Dead. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Gretchen falls asleep, but Jake is watching the movie very intently. Mm-hmm. He also sees Frank sitting next to them in the theater. Yep. And he asks him why he wears the bunny suit. <laughs> and Frank goes, why are you wearing that stupid man suit? Yeah. You've never heard, like... That? No. Oh. And, uh, Jake tells him to take it off, and he does. And he reveals just kind of this guy. But he, when he turns his head, we can see that he's he's missing an eye, but there's, there's an injury there. There's a big injury on his eye. It's not really entirely clear what it is. It's kind of swollen. It looks maybe bloodied. Um... But there's a very significant, large injury to his eye. Mm-hmm. 
he tell he says that he's called Frank because it's the name of his father and his father before. Jake asks, when is this going to stop? And Frank says, you should really already know that. And tells him to watch the movie because there's something he wants to show him. To which he sees a portal on the screen, which turns into an image of this house. And Frank tells him to burn it to the ground. Mm -hmm. Through all of this, Gretchen is still sleeping. Mm -hmm. So Jake walks out of the theater and to the house that he saw in the vision. We also see while this is happening that there is a talent show going on at school. Jim Cunningham is there. He is emceeing the event. I'm not sure how they got him to emcee the event. It's not explained. (laughs) All of the parents and the teachers are there and the kids. Samantha's dance team is performing. So, and Miss Farmer is sort of like, uh, she's like the coach of the dance team. Mm -hmm. She's like the parent chaperone of the dance team. We see jake pour gasoline in the house set it on fire and walk away as it burns to the ground let me guess yes that is jim cunningham's house we're gonna get there (laughs) um and then we see gretchen waking up in the theater at the end of the movie with jake next to her Mm -hmm. so yes if this wasn't already obvious this was jim cunningham's house yeah um we see on the news the next morning that the police and firefighters put out the fire and scope the house, and they find what is referred to on the news as a kitty porn dungeon. Yeah. All right, guess what day it is now? The day of. No. The end of the world. No. October 24th. Uh-huh. It's October 24th. It's your birthday. Woo! There are six days remaining. Okay, so Drew Barrymore has gotten in trouble with the school because they find her teaching methods inappropriate, which I will be honest, I think that's fair. Yeah. I, th- I think that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. The principal tells her she's being fired and she can finish out the week, which would never happen. No. <laughs> when I got laid off, they were like, your, your access denied. Like, they were Get like, out. <laughs> they would have never, they didn't even no. let me finish up the hour. No. They were like, you're done. You can get out. Take your pancake and leave. Time of death is 1127. (laughs) He said, call it. You're done. (laughs) No, they literally. Okay, well, this is a tangent, but you know this. They Mm. locked me out of my Google account before I even had got on the meeting. And so I couldn't talk in the meeting. They were like, Kayla? And I was (laughs) muted and my camera was off. Uh-huh. And they were like, uh, you're, being, you're being laid off. Your position has been affected. And I had to type in the chat, like, okay. Cool, thanks. <laughs> Emojis. Oh, God. Anyways, where was I? Kitty poor, teachers getting laid off. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fired. So, yeah. So she's very upset. She goes outside yelling. She goes into the school, pushing some of the students at, out of the way physically as she goes. So that might be part of the reason why she was fired. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mrs. Farmer's dance team, um, a.k.a. Samantha's dance team, mm-hmm. has been selected for a competition or a showcase or something in L.A., And as they're celebrating, someone approaches her and shows her the newspaper with the story about Jim Jim Cunningham. And she's very upset because she's his number one fan. Yeah. 
So she shows up at the Darko's house mm-hmm. and she talks to uh, to the mom and she's like, she says, she's very upset. She's like, this is a conspiracy to destroy an innocent man. And Sounds she, a lot like something that's currently happening. Yeah. So she takes it upon herself to spearhead a committee to defend him. Oh. And therefore she needs to be at his arraignment. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, this arraignment is taking place in the morning when they're supposed to be leaving for L.A. Mm-hmm. So she's like, normally I would never dream of asking you, but none of the other mothers are available. And so she asks uh, the, I think her name is Rose. She asks Donnie's mom, Jake's mom, mm-hmm. if she'll chaperone instead. And she's like, um, I don't think I can. <laughs> And, like, I don't fucking want to. Yeah. And Kitty is like, sometimes I doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion, which is the name of the dance team. Of course it is. She guilt trips her into going, basically. Yeah. <laughs> this is very, like, very PTA mom behavior. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so, so, let me just clarify that her name is, in fact, Rose. Because Yes, it is Rose. I got it right. So, Rose is in uh, in Jake's room and finds this weird calendar he has with, like, a creepy drawing and a countdown to the world-ending date. <laughs> and she's very concerned. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I'm going to go chaperone. Um, so, figure out what the fuck <laughs> yeah. this is. She's like, Elizabeth will be in charge. Um, she'll drive you to therapy. Elizabeth is Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I, sorry, I've been name-switching so much. I just am making sure it's clear. And to call his doctor if he needs anything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what is it like to have a wacko for a son? And she starts crying, and she's like, it's wonderful. <laughs> so they have a nice little moment. Um, we do see Jake write a letter to Roberta Sparrow as well. We will not find out the contents of this letter just yet. Okay, October 26th, four days to go. For reasons that are unclear to me, Jake is alone in the classroom with Drew Barrymore on her last day. Uh, Mm -hmm. She's getting ready to leave. She's packing up her things. She has written cellar door on the board, and she tells him that a famous linguist once said that cellar door is the most beautiful phrase in the English language. Um, At a therapy appointment, at a therapy appointment under hypnotherapy, Donnie tells Dr. Thurman that he flooded the school and burned down Cunningham's house, and there's only a few days left until he gets caught. He says he has to obey Frank because Frank saved his life and without Frank, he'd be all alone. He starts crying. He says that Frank said time is up soon and Dr. Thurman asks what's going to happen and Jake says Frank is going to kill. Dr. Thurman asks who and then Frank appears in front of him and Jake says the sky is going to open up and Dr. Thurman is like, that's not possible because if it were possible, there would be no rule and no law. And if the sky were to open up and the world were to end, there would only be Jake and Frank and nobody else. And then she claps, which is his, which, um, what's the word? It like, like snaps him out. Yeah, it like snaps him out of his, his hypnosis. sleeper agent phrase. All right, October 29th, one, one day, day to go. Um, so it's just Jake and Elizabeth in the house. Um, he comes downstairs and Elizabeth tells him that she got into Harvard. And Jake says that they should throw a Halloween party since their parents are away to celebrate her getting in. And she's like, yeah. 
sounds great. So they throw a party. The party is small in theory, but there's obviously like a billion people there. During the party, Dr. Thurman calls Rose urgently, but of course she doesn't answer because these were the days before cell phones. So she calls the home phone and gets the answering machine. Mm -hmm. Um, Gretchen arrives at the house during the party crying because her mom is missing. Um, she She comes into the house. She said her stepdad did it. She comes in the house. She goes upstairs. She's kind of telling Jake about, like, what happened. Um, she just – she came home and her mom was gone. She didn't leave a note. And she said she thinks her stepdad is behind it. Didn't she say that her stepdad – Stabbed her mom four times in the chest. And he was never caught. So that's why they had to move and change the Oh, names. but her mom survived? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I was yeah. like, but isn't she already dead? Okay. No, no, yeah. She, she survived. Okay. Um – so I I think we're I think it is implied that Jake and Gretchen have sex. I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. We don't actually see like clothes coming off, but I think it's implied. Not that it really, honestly, it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we're supposed to imply that. Um, Rose calls the house and leaves a message saying that they're taking the red eye home. They'll be home around eight thirty a.m. But of course, um, they they don't get this message because there's a party going on and they leave it on the home phone okay so the clock strikes midnight now it's october 30th there are six hours left nice the party is still going on um so jake gyllenhaal is walking around the house and he starts to get dizzy um the wormhole thing opens up from his chest again and he follows it to the fridge and on the um, on the board, the mm-hmm. whiteboard where we mm-hmm. previously saw Do- where is Donnie, it now says Frank was here, went to get beer, and he starts to hallucinate and realizing that time is running out. He's like, "We have to go see Roberta Sparrow." He decides that like that's yeah. what's going to solve this problem for them. So he brings Gretchen and two of their other friends. They they bike to Roberta Sparrow's house. Mm-hmm. They arrive at her house. She does not seem to be home. Um, Jake goes in through the cellar door. And they find in there a piano, which de- which really doesn't matter. I don't know why I wrote that down. And they get jump scared and attacked by two of the school bullies who turned out to have been there trying to rob the place. Damn. Um, they drag Gretchen and Jake outside. They sort of like pin them down. They've got knives again. Um, the friends kind of skedaddle because they see a car coming. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, uh, Roberta Sparrow has arrived home. And this car kind of zooms up, um, swerves to avoid hitting Roberta, who is standing in the middle of the road, as she always does. And in doing so, hits and runs over Gretchen and kills her. So a guy in a clown mask gets out of the passenger side of the car and starts going, what did you do, Frank? You killed her. And a guy in a bunny suit comes out and looks down at them and guess who it is? Guess who the bunny suit guy is? Yeah, guess who it is. It's Frank. It's Frank. So Frank is Elizabeth's boyfriend. Elizabeth. 
Oh, the, the Maggie sister. Jones. Yeah. Okay. So, so, but this is, but he's alive. Uh-huh. This is not hallucination, Frank. This yeah. is Frank. Frank. Uh-huh. He's and not. His eye is fine. He's not. Yeah, his eye is fine. Uh, pff, not for much longer. Yeah. Um, he's not in a scary bunny suit. He's in a normal bunny yeah. suit. He's just in a costume because it's uh-huh. Halloween. So Jake realizes that Gretchen is dead, and realizing that he ran over and killed her, Jake shoots Frank in the eye mm-hmm. and yells at the other guy to go home. Uh, Sparrow's still in the front yard. We see, she's seemingly completely unfazed by any of this going on. She just walks toward the house. Mm-hmm. Jake carries Gretchen's body home and watches um, as this vortex of clouds starts to form over his house. Mm-hmm. He puts Gretchen's body in the car and drives off. And as he's driving off, the police are pulling up to his house, presumably because he just killed a man. Mm-hmm. So Jake goes to this cliff that overlooks the town. It looks like the same one where, that he had fallen off and he was sleeping on top of mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning. the beginning of the movie. And he watches the vortex swirl over where his house is down in kind of in the valley. We see that Rose and Samantha are pl- flying in the plane with the girls on their way home from Los Angeles. And we're inside the plane right now and we see it start to shake and shake really badly and and start to crash. And Jake watches as the plane flies into the vortex and the engine gets ripped off. So sending it back in time, basically. He gets back in the car, looks over at Gretchen's body, and we see all the events we just saw throughout the entire movie rewind kind of like the perfection style Mm -hmm. and as this is happening as we're watching all of the scenes rewind we hear him reading off the letter he wrote to roberta sparrow he tells her he reached the end of her book but he still has a lot of questions he says he's afraid of what she might tell him he's afraid to hear that it's not a work of fiction and he says he hopes that when the world ends, he can breathe a sigh of relief because there will be so much to look forward to. Okay, so we've now rewound all the way to the very first night that Jake first met Frank when he lured him out of his bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we see him uh, in his bedroom, and we see him smile and laugh and kind of turn around and go to sleep. Right as the jet engine crashes into his bedroom and crushes him. So it's now, we're now back. It's October 2nd again. And we see everyone who Donnie has interacted with in the last 28 days sort of like startle awake. So all of the people that he met in this, now we know this was kind of like an alternate universe Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. he has been in for the last 28 days. So you remember, right, he would have never met Gretchen. Mm Mm-hmm. The Drew Barrymore character would not have really been involved in his life. Um, the Jim Cunningham. There's mm-hmm. all these things would not have happened. So we see all these people kind of startle awake as if they sort of like knew something or, or sensed something. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day we see Jake's body being taken away out of the house. All of his family is standing outside crying Gretchen passes by the house on her bike and a bystander tells her uh it's I say bystander it's a little boy (laughs) he's Mm -hmm. like that was my neighbor Donnie Darko um he's like did he died did you know him and she's like no and Rose um is standing across the street 
Rose, his mom. Yeah. And she looks like she recognizes Gretchen from somewhere, even though they would have had no way to have known each other. And they sort of just give each other, like, an awkward little wave. Like, you know that wave you do in the grocery store when you're, like, you know you know someone from somewhere, but you're just not really sure where. So you're like, hey. Mm -hmm. They give each other that wave. Mm -hmm. And then the movie ends. Nice. Did I explain it well? Do Do you get it? Yeah. So basically what happened is he... Uh, Timey-wimey, alternate dimension. Yeah, so Frank helped him uh, rewind time. So basically, Donnie died. Yeah. Or Donnie went back in time and sacrificed himself so that none of those other people would die. So Gretchen won't die. His mom and sister won't die in the plane crash. Frank Frank won't won't die. die. Um, All of these things. So the negative part of that is that Jim Cunningham was not exposed as a yeah um, like a caveat or something yeah as a child's porn yeah um so i mean yeah there i think i i did a lot well not a lot i did some basic level research online um i was informed there is a director's cut that reveals a little bit more information i did Mm. not watch it um but yeah i think there's a there's a lot of different ways you could interpret all of this and mm-hmm. a lot of people have different theories which i think is why people get so excited about you know a movie like this yeah it's like a like a, this house has people in it you can deep dive yeah, and exactly, find all these exactly. easter eggs and stuff so that's donnie darko what would you rate it from watching it what would I rate it? Yeah. One um, to ten bunny masks. You know, I don't like a movie that I don't understand. Uh-huh. But I I think... I, but I was able to understand it pretty decently. Um, the only thing I'm still really confused on is I did read some articles online that kind of talked about how the jet engine... So I guess we're, we're not really supposed to know how this alternate dimension opened up. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like we're supposed to understand that the jet engine was like this tangible object that wasn't supposed to exist. And so in order for the for that universe, the, the tangent universe to close and to go back to the the like primary universe where not where no one dies except Donnie, mm-hmm. that the jet engine had to be returned. So by time traveling and so Donnie sent the engine back in the vortex to where it belonged, basically. But yeah. but that confused me a little bit because the jet engine still crashed in the alternate universe. So I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm not very, I don't understand time travel very well. So maybe that's just me. But, um, but other than that, I, other than that slight confusion, which I think is just my fault, I honestly thought it was pretty good. I, I would probably give it like a seven and a half or an eight. Yeah, but I, I really—I mean, the time that I watched it, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. But nice. Yeah. What did what did uh, what did you think about my um, my class? That Even I though played? it wasn't the type of vibe that you were looking for, I think you did a very good job. Thank you. Do you think um, do you think everyone who listens to this will kill themselves, or do you think it's like listenable? No, I think it's listenable. <laughs> good. <laughs> Hopefully. Good. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I I found it very interesting, and I liked it more than I expected to like it. So that was a nice surprise. I'm sorry um, 
I'm sorry, Instagram user in the creepy wood that I I don't agree <laughs> with your, but everyone's entitled to their opinion, so that's okay. And yours is just wrong. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know what? I hate some movies that everyone loves, so I, I get it. It's always nerve-wracking to give your opinion on something like that. That's like... Uh, like you're like someone asks you what your favorite movie is and you're like oh god they're about to either just judge the shit <laughs> i know <laughs> well thank you for that you're welcome walk through you're welcome i found it very interesting i think um it was definitely like i think with almost every movie we watch i always will kind of read a little bit extra about it like fun facts and what did this mean and what did that mean and what did this represent but this movie made me actually want to do that which Mm -hmm. I I think was cool because there's a difference between being like I didn't understand it doesn't make any fucking sense or like wanting to learn more which I think yeah so I I enjoyed it I um yeah I I enjoyed it like I said it, it was not what I went into the episode expecting to do but it was but it was fine a nice surprise do you want to just do our connect game i guess okay you can pick someone from the movie and i'm gonna pick a random person okay let me know when you have your person okay i have my person already okay who i'm gonna pick beth grant because she's been in everything in the world okay i'm picking arnold schwarzenegger oh okay so beth grant to arnold schwarzenegger did you know that i went to college with arnold schwarzenegger's son yeah, everyone went to fucking your school. I had lunch with him one time, and I didn't know who he was. I, it was, like, not just him. It was, like, him and, like, a couple other friends. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, my one friend who had, like, invited me to the lunch was, like, do you know who that is? And I was, like, no. Should I? His, I don't even know. His, his name's Joe. I th- yeah, his name's Joe. I probably shouldn't call him out. Not that anyone listens to this. But but he was a very nice guy. But <laughs> But she was, like, do you know who that is? And I was, like joe and she was like and then she told me who it was and i was like oh pretty nice guy i have a question hmm. can i use myself as a connect i guess so that's unfair advantage but i guess you can i just think this game is a lot more boring if i don't use myself <laughs> as a connect okay do what you gotta do i guess have I told the story on the podcast of how Hot Dog escaped? No. Okay, I'm going to tell it since you're taking forever. Okay. So, <clears throat> um, nobody come at me for being an irresponsible hamster owner, but I have a hamster named Hot Dog, and he lives in a, well, now he lives in a different... In a compound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but he lived in a quite roomy glass tank. Uh-huh. which has a lid on it that like a reptile lid yeah and we've you we use this tank for years and years for our our colonies of mice and it fits them great they're they live very happily in there um they get to come out and play it's it's great so i went into the rodent room uh last week and I was, hot dog wasn't awake yet, which is weird because it's like nine or 10 at night. Normally he's awake by then, but I was like, it's okay. He's still sleeping. So I was taking care of the rats. I was giving them their vitamins and I was about to leave the room when all of a sudden I saw out of the corner of my eye some movement and I look and hot dog is sitting there on the ground, just looking at me like he owns the place. Like he pays rent and I disturbed him and I was shocked I 
because it, it never crossed my mind that, that he'd be he, able to get out of that. That he'd be able to get out of that because no, no one else ever has. We've used that for rodents for years. No mm-hmm. one's ever escaped. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, so I said, hot dog, what the fuck? And I got down and I picked him up and I put him back in the cage and we started watching, observing his behavior to see what the hell had happened. It turns out he was climbing to the top of his water bottle, pushing the lid off of the tank and then exiting his cage. Yeah, Yeah. sneaking out. So now, now Hot Dog lives in a much bigger not that he needed a bigger home but he lives in a bigger more secure home now mm-hmm. um so that that was something that happened that yep. um that i've been telling everyone about because i just think it's funny yeah i i don't i've never had a rodent escape on me before and so this was a first that stupid little hamster has the, has a level <laughs> of intelligence that i just the need just, to escape I love him though. I really, I, I was saying this to Rochelle the other day. I quite enjoy Hot Dog. Mm-hmm. He's really, I, I like him a lot more than I even expected to. Yeah. He's just a cool guy. I think he deserves the world. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> okay, I have my connects. All right, go for it. Okay, so Arnold's, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the was in a movie called Twins with okay. Danny DeVito. <clears throat> Danny DeVito played the Lorax in the movie The Lorax, where Ed Helms played the Onceler, and Ed Helms was in The Office, where uh, Beth played uh, Dwight Schrute's nanny slash babysitter. Nice. Okay. Um, so here's mine. Mm-hmm. Beth Grant was in The Mindy Project with Mindy Kaling. Mm-hmm. Um, I briefly crossed paths with Mindy Kaling at the Taylor Swift concert. Yeah. You also went to school. I also went to school and briefly crossed paths with Arnold Schwarzenegger's son, who has many a time crossed paths with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah. himself. At least once. I love being the connect. That's so fun. That's so I'm gonna do fun. that. I'm gonna do that every episode now. Yeah. <laughs> well now we have Mindy Kaling. Oh, I could have done myself technically. For what? Oh, for Mindy Kane. Yeah. Yeah, but also because I have also met um Rashida Jones, who plays Karen. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. That would have been a good one. Yeah. I do I mean, I have I I mean I won't say how, but I am only one connect. What how many people are in between? Hmm. So, like, to be a certain amount, a certain number of connects away from a celebrity, it's you count the people in between, right? Yeah. So I'm two connects away from Taylor Swift. So through that, I can pretty much connect to anyone. Yeah. Cool. So I think that's pretty cool. Well, thanks for listening to this special Kayla edition. If you didn't like it, please don't stop listening. To the <laughs> please don't. <laughs> please don't leave a mean review. Yeah. Just, just please. The whole I I realize I only do this podcast basically for Nat now because the whole time I was like I was like Nat's gonna think this is so funny. <laughs> do it for only, you. <laughs> the only person who listens to my jokes and thinks I'm funny. Well, anyways, next week is my pick. I'm gonna... So it'll be better. 
Yeah, maybe we'll see and then we'll do a listener pick and if you want to vote on listener picks we post them on our instagram at speak of the devil pod you can follow us on twitter at speak devil pod you can send us an email at speak of the devil podcast one the number one at gmail.com um is there anything else i always think there's something else and there isn't nope. that's it thank you so much for listening like comment share subscribe only positive we want five-star reviews wherever you listen. Anything less than five stars, don't do it because we don't want it. We'll get hurt feelings. Just yeah. Don't, please don't do it. Okay. Um, have a good day. We're not scared of anything. Are you? <laughs>